Hello, welcome to episode 107 of the Speak Up podcast with Laura Camacho, the communication coach at Mixonian Institute. And today we are going to talk about a rule that's actually helpful and useful. You know, so much of what we think about rules, we think that they're meant to be broken or that they're constraining or this doesn't apply to everybody or it's your rule, not my rule. But uh, there, I'm going to talk about one rule that is actually helpful to everybody. But let me tell you how I came to this topic. So about 10 days ago, I was meeting up with my friend Nadia. We hadn't seen each other in a while. She's French. And one of the many things that Nadia and I have in common is that we have daughters in our in their early 20s. She has three daughters and I have two. So we were talking, you know, going through catching up on all the daughters and and somehow we got to talking about the topic of anxiety among young women, which if you have a teenage daughter or if you are a teenage female or if you're in your early 20s, you know that there's a high level of anxiety or also anxiety and depression, but I'm going to talk about anxiety. It's just kind of like this epidemic. And my friend Nadia told me about this Belgian psychotherapist who's apparently very famous, even though I had never heard of her, but I'm not European. But this Belgian psychotherapist's name is Esther Perel. And you can look her up on YouTube. She has a, she's kind of a relationship expert. But according to Nadia, Esther, Dr. Esther Perel said that the reason the young women are experiencing so much anxiety these days is because they have too many choices. So in a way, that might be the a consequence of our unparalleled prosperity. You know, with every action, there's a reaction, and maybe this is an unintended consequence of our modern lifestyle. But, of course, being the good introvert, it took me a while to really process what Nadia told me, because I, I think that it has a lot of ramifications, the idea of too many choices. Um, I mean, I'm not going to talk about lifestyle. I'm only going to talk about communication. And... If we can limit choices, if we can put rails around our messages by making them briefer and more structured, then we have better communication. So I've got a rule to help you with this, and it's called the rule of three. And I'm sure you've heard of it. It's probably was taught to you in ninth grade English literature class. I mean, the idea that a uh, a play has three acts, or a story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Or with a presentation, you tell them what, what you're going to say, you say it, and then you tell them what you told them. Uh, there's three strikes in baseball. A stool has three legs. The God of Christianity is a trinity. Uh, productivity experts recommend choosing to do only three major tasks in a, in a day. There's even a rule in mathematics that allows you to do cross-multiplication to solve an algebra problem. Hooray! And I learned that there's also a rule of three for computer programming, but I did not 
investigate that further. It's also true that in any given industry, you usually have three top competitors. And if you're selling something uh, is best, I mean, best meaning easiest to get the sale if you give three options. And this is certainly something that I have struggled with because I want, I have like 20 things I would like to teach the world and getting it down to three so it's not overwhelming has been a challenge. Uh, so you have to watch out for overwhelming people. So I was thinking, yes, that rule of three that applies to communication and, and the basic idea is that we can only remember three things. Of course, it's hard to remember one thing even, but certainly no more than three things. And by actually having three, that pattern and, and that structure, I think that we're just wired to remember three things about any topic. So I'm going to give you, break it down for you. And so you can use this in a lot of different ways. I love to teach tools that are easy because we've got too much going on to do, teach anything that's hard. I mean, it's hard to implement a lot of easy things, but this is just one easy thing. The rule of three, it's structure and brevity. Structure and brevity is the recipe or the formula for making things easy to remember. All right, so here's use number one, which I'm sure you've heard, but I'll remind you. Like if you're setting up a meeting with someone or a coffee, if you give three options, three different days and times, you make it easier for the other person to give you an answer, even if... And this is the, the unexpected part, that even if you, if you propose three options to me and none of those options work, you've still compelled me to look at my calendar. And while, so if I'm looking at my calendar, I can see while none of those three work, this other possibility does. And if you don't give me three options, if you just say, let me know when's a good time, I'll be, I'll think, oh yeah, I'll let you know it's a good time, but then I don't do it because I forget because we're all overwhelmed and we've got a lot going on. So anytime you want to set up a meeting, you streamline that process by going with three options. Now, of course, in a presentation, you want to make three key points and you want to introduce those three key points in the beginning. And then you want to go through them and then you want to summarize it. But sometimes you have more than three things to say. So here are some ideas that sometimes if you really think about it, you can categorize some of the things together. So if you're talking about different aspects of a meeting that's going to happen, an event, uh, maybe you can put them all under the category of logistics or the category of uh, entertainment, or the category of budget. So see if you can find three buckets that you can put your points in if you have more than three. This is number three. If you're giving feedback, and I'm getting feedback these days, I'm having my book 
edited. I mean, it's with an editor. So she, I mean, I'm getting like 3000 edits. So, but if I, if somebody, if she were to like give me some uh, overarching guidelines for making my book better, it would be easier for me to remember if she gave me three. Now, if you're going to do more than three, it needs to be written down so the person remembers. But if you're giving feedback on performance, on behaviors, really, if you can get it to three points, maybe two things to keep doing or to make adjustments, and then maybe one thing that you really need to work on. But really, we can accept. You don't have to just say, oh, you're doing everything great except for this one little aspect. We, we can handle more if it's delivered the right way right so but anyway if you're giving any kind of feedback even if it's uh if you're a teacher and you're giving it to a student this you know the student can only take in so much so much so give them three things to work on but the thing is this rule of three what's so beautiful about it is not only that we can remember three things but this structure of deciding which three things to give force us to dive into it and think, well, what's going to have the biggest ripple effect? What are the changes that I want to see that are going to have the biggest impact? And I'll, I'll give you a funny kind of example from my spin class. So reluctantly, I took up spinning last year, starting in March, because I was doing kick fit, which I absolutely adored, and the gym closed so I joined another gym that's close to my house and they have 72 classes a week. So you would think I would be able to find classes that suit my schedule, which is variable. And I like taking classes because I don't want to make decisions when I go to the gym. So against my conviction that riding a stationary bicycle is like the most boring activity in the universe, I started going to a spin class and I, you know, it's not that I love it, but I can get through it. It suits my schedule. It burns, you know, 350 to 400 calories in 45 minutes. And the thing about the spin class today is they have so many variables that you can look at. You can look at, they have this power variable, revolutions per minute. You can look at the number of miles. You can uh, look at your heart rate monitor if you have one. So there's a lot of things that you can look at. But again, that can be overwhelming. So I only pay attention to three variables. And actually, I discovered after many months, because, you know, not all variables give you equal quality feedback. And I don't know. I'm not a fitness expert, and I haven't hired a fitness coach but one of the teachers recommend looking at the number of miles that you went. In fact, at the end of a class, and these classes are all 45 minutes, she said, okay, has everybody gone 15 miles? And I was like, no, I had 13 miles. And by, she said, well, you should really be at 15. So I started making adjustments to the to the tension so i had less tension i was able to go faster and have uh, increased my fitness so but I, I can't work on five different variables at the same time you can just work on three things in fact i've already planned i'm doing three different things for lent 
um, I'll tell you those later. But in any case, feedback, three key messages. And, and, I, and I bring up the specific conversation of feedback because for the audience, this can be very stressful. And, you know, there's different ways to lower the stress level for the person on the receiving end of the feedback. Most of all, the tone and, and the way you approach it. But a really helpful tool is to just give three items. Even if the person needs to work on 17, start with three. Now, number four is something that's new to me, like new a few weeks. So I have been following this stylist named Audrey Koine. I don't know if that's how you say her last name. Her, her first name is Audrey and her last name is spelled C-O-Y-N-E and she's on YouTube. And she has these really short, classy videos on, on different aspects of style, like items that look expensive or what not to buy. You know, it's not that I've watched 70 of these. I probably have watched six, six or seven over the last few weeks. But she had one that was called How to Look Chic and Always Pulled Together. And yes, she had more than three tips, but I only remember one. And this one that I remember uses the number three. And it's to use or to wear no more than three colors at a time. So that really kind of caught my attention because I love color. I love bright pink and red and coral and bright blue and bright green. And I don't think I dress like a clown, but I do think that between shoes and purse and coat that I get four or five colors easily. So I just, you know, and it's a discipline to, to pare down to three is definitely a discipline. It's definitely a structure. But since I have been focused on this, I do feel like my outfits have been more pulled together. So three colors. And this helps you to make decisions. Another, that's another benefit of structure is that if you know that you can only have three options or you have to choose from one of three, that is helpful in making decisions. And the faster you make decisions, whether they're the best, whether they're successful or just learning experiences, the better you are off. And making decisions faster also builds your confidence. So all of this ties back into being a stronger leader. So number four was to wear no more than three colors. Uh, and, and number five is, it's a similar, but just a little bit different. Anytime you need anybody to make a decision on options that you're presenting, whether it's where to go to dinner or what to do at a certain stage in a project at work, financing, Give the, the person making the decision three options. You know, a small, medium, and large, A, B, or C. And I remember years ago, someone I know, we were at dinner, we were at lunch with our kids who were toddlers. So this was a long time ago. And with my kids, it was like, do you want the chicken fingers or the hot dog? <laughs> I didn't give them three, I gave them two. But this friend was reading the whole menu to her four-year-old, you know, appetizers, main dishes, different kinds of salads. 
And the poor kid, I don't even think he could take it in. And I was just like dying, trying not to explode <laughs> with the poor kid. Three options. Um, anytime you, you need a, you know, a, a green light or a decision, you give three options. And listen to this. Just like with setting the date, let's say you give three options that we're going to uh, hire somebody now, we're going to hire somebody next year, or we're not going to hire somebody. Let's say that those are the three options. And the, and the person who has the final decision may come up with something totally different, but by the, the fact that you've done your homework to structure the situation and giving three options, that helps the other person assimilate the situation faster, see things with more clarity, just because you have presented three options. I'm telling you, this is platinum. Uh, let's see. Number six. Number six has to do with overcoming negativity bias and being relentlessly optimistic. I have this great article in Forbes called Four Ways Negativity Bias Slows You Down. If I can, I'll link that. But, you know, it's proven in many times that being a better leader requires you to be more optimistic. And yet we are all heart hardwired with this negativity bias which is there for our survival like we have this so that we would pay attention and not eat poisonous plants and listen to when the tiger was chasing us and really to pay attention so you have that uh, balance between the negativity bias things could go wrong and by the way things will absolutely go wrong as you know every day things go wrong in fact, today I was recording this on my usual program that how I use Audacity. It would not work. So I'm using GarageBand. <laughs> so that was an example. You know, everything had been going fine up until like uh, 2.15 today. And there we go. Something just doesn't work. So writing down three wins every day is a great way to train your brain to see more than just the negative, to see more than just the failure potential. And I strongly recommend that if you lead a team, that you start off, you kick off your team meetings with wins and make sure you have, you can point to three wins for your team every week. I mean, that's really a, a, a solid practice there. So that was number six. Number seven, so this is my last application of the rule of three in your communication. And this, I have a lot of, um, say, creative directors, CFOs, operation directors, COOs, people that are not at the top, they're not the top dog, but they report to the top person in the company and they want to know how to have more visibility, not in an egotistical sense, but like to let other people know what their people are doing. And that is so important. I, uh, another Forbes article, but I, I teach this concept to uh, my executives when I have them in the coaching classes that there's three 
communication hats they need to wear. They need to be the communication coach for their teams to help their team members communicate better. They need to be an event planner as far as structuring their meetings and creating space for people to speak up. And they need to do PR, public relations. And public, re public relations is building relationships and giving people talking points. So this last application of the rule of three is about how to let people know what your team is doing, what are their wins, what are they struggling with. And so you send out this email, you know, it doesn't have to be fancy, doesn't have to have a header, but it has to have three fixed paragraphs because you're training people to know what to expect from you. So your first paragraph is the team's wins. The second one could be the things you're struggling with or challenges. And the third paragraph could be, you know, what your team is thinking about as far as more longer term. Or you could come out with three other topics, but the point is to send out a three bullet point or three short paragraph email. And it could be once a month, it could be once a quarter, every other week. Send it out to your colleagues, your reports, Anybody that you could even maybe do to the whole company, depending on the size of it, to let people know what is going on in finance or what is going on in the creative team. What are, what are we dealing with? Because it helps to understand your own work when you understand what, other, what problems other people are solving. So those are my seven applications of the rule of three. So I'm going to go over them just real quick. Three options to set up a meeting with someone. If you're making a presentation, three options. If you're giving feedback, three messages. If you're getting dressed, three colors. If you need someone to make a decision, three options to overcome negativity bias and be more optimistic, three wins. And if you want to let other people in your company or your community know what your team is up to, an email with three paragraphs, short ones, or they could be bullet points. But anyway, three topics, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, or the good, the, the what we're not sure about, what we're thinking about, or what we're planning uh, for later this year. So there you have it. The rule of three is a discipline, it's a practice, it's a structure that can really help you craft compelling messages faster, and it strengthens your message. You go from being perceived as kind of mushy or wishy-washy to more clear, precise, concise, just by thinking, well, how can I apply the rule of three to this situation or to this message? Please let me know what you think about this and if you have any other applications for the rule of three. So I'm here at McSonian Institute in Charleston, South Carolina. I would love to come talk to your company about improving internal communications. I have uh, as a communication basic class. I have an advanced class. I have an executive presence class. And I have a book coming out very soon. It's, a, it's called the 
Comprehensive Communication Handbook. I'm super excited. Uh, If you like this podcast, please give it a top rating and I will see you on the next episode. Have a super day. Bye-bye.